Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we talk top 10 sleepers. Coming now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Neil Crabtree. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. As always, arms is to my left. Good morning. And no one is to my right. Life is hectic for our co-hosts. Yeah, we have like 27 of them, and it's, uh, yet they can't make it. They can't make it. But you know what? The most important pieces are in place. Yeah. It's arms and I. We got good feedback on the last episode where it was just us two, actually. Oh, really? That's good. We did, from Bauer. Oh, thanks, Bauer. Thanks, Bauer. Appreciate it. All the uh, other millions and millions of listeners. Come on. Millions. I think it's time for a call to action. Give us a rate and review on iTunes. It's been a minute since we've had a month where there's like a hundred or even ten. So go ahead and give us a rate and review on iTunes if you would. I like where your head's at. Yeah. I mean, call to action. At the Back Row Show on Twitter. Follow us there. It's been a while since we've went up a thousand followers. A long while. It's been a while since we've went up ten. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. No, if it's due to COVID or uh, yeah, because people definitely family have, friendly people uh, definitely have less time due to COVID, right? Less time to uh, listen to podcasts. Apparently, uh, the exclusion of the family friendly. I mean, I I don't think the kids unsubscribed. Mm-mm. We digress. We're just playing around. So, anyways, top ten sleepers today. But first, we've got news stories to talk about. And me and Arms were literally just talking about this, and we're like, you know what? We probably need to save this for the actual episode. Adrian Peterson was cut today, and that's not the only one. So, interesting move. Um, arguably, what you would have thought that he was the best running back currently on the roster, um, but it's just it could could be a business move. Like now, salary is not guaranteed. They could resign. How much him. was he making though? A pittance. He really wasn't making that much, but trying to bring him back for even cheaper. I mean, there's not a lot of. Uh, a lot of love for Adrian Peterson right now. No, but but what uh, do you think it was money, or do you think there was a reason of someone that we just don't know is going to be good yet? I think that somebody is that they have on that roster right now that they're getting pretty impressed with is what my opinion is. I mean, wouldn't they have to? Adrian Peterson is a is a legend, no doubt. But he is, but he has he's I mean, thirty three, thirty four. He's going the Emmett Smith route to where you were great. But you're not anymore. Yeah, like you're you're living, you're playing enough past your prime to where maybe you should hang it up. Like maybe it's just I, listen. If you're going for the records, whatever. But you're just not nearly as effective as you have been in the past. Before we talk about the guy we think might be the up and comer for the Washington Football Team, is Adrian Peterson done? Is this the last we will hear of Adrian Peterson, or does Adam? He's going to be on like the Bucks. Or Adam Gates sign him <laughs> and and promise him fifty fifty times here uh, with Le- Lev Bell. Yeah, I, I, or a thirty three thirty three with Lev and Frank Gore, <laughs> and maybe bring Eric Dickerson back for ten percent. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like I don't, I don't even know. Did you, I did see an interesting stat since two thousand six? The two people who are have rushed for more than I think six or seven thousand yards is Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, but they're like the only two people that have played that long. Basically, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm like, oh, you know, it's 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 nice to see, but then you realize. So we're looking at 14 years, and neither one of them broke 10,000 yards in 14 years. Right. Yeah. And for for two guys Griffin who have been great, say, ah. you know, two guys who are realistically historically great from an overall production standpoint. That's a rough last 14 years. Right. So so who's the guy? Who's the guy in Washington that has made Adrian Peterson expendable? Who who have they seen in camp and thought, we're not going to report this, we're not going to talk about this, we're going to surprise teams with this, our new star running back? <gasps> I, my, my, my heart says it's Bryce Love. As does mine. So here, here's what I'm going to – I'll just go. It's sleeper episode. So he was actually my 
my like eleven guy, but I think he's not going to be a sleeper by the time yeah. the drafts are complete. He, so I kind of I left him off. Definitely on my outside looking in. Uh, I I just don't feel he's at sleeper level. I think too many people are excited for go. him to be a sleeper. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I picked him up last year because I yeah. thought. Well, well, you had Darius guys. Yeah, as well. I had, had guys, and you know, obviously with all that garbage going on, then I just didn't dump any love shares. So is Darius guys done. Yeah, he's done. Um, I at this point, I there's too much heat on him. You would have to have definitive, um, no doubt about it. Like he's on video someplace else at the time of the rapes you know like definitive proof for him to get another shot in the nfl in my opinion yeah like he, he, like talent uber talented but you can weigh the 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 domestic violence throw in the rapes not that you just throw anything in but you get my point but you start adding these things together and the fact that he's injury prone yeah uh, that ain't worth the headache for an nfl team right now granted you, you know you got the randy gregory's of the world getting reinstated but when it comes to running backs, Ray Rice never did. Yeah. Ray Rice never did get a, another opportunity. And to be fair, Ray Kareem Ra- Hunt did, but Kareem Hunt was a little different. Proven. I, I, proven better. Right. Not trying to be like no, 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 talent no. doesn't no. supersede character, or at least it shouldn't. Yeah. But let's also be real. Kareem Hunt was an elite level running back his rookie year. I mean, guys showed flashes. Yeah. Well, like, and too. there was the. the for some reason, the the circumstances just felt different. For some reason, like it was not excusable, but it just felt different. It didn't feel as, you know, you 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 well, caught wind of the racial slur that could have been spoken to him, and you start thinking, maybe that would make a guy snap. But Ray Rice just straight. Oh, he's just straight not, as a just punk, not, not a good person. Uh, but no, with the cream hunt thing, like there's arguments that he you could make the argument like he didn't kick the girl egregiously like he pushed him push her over his foot like get out of here bitch you know like that kind of attitude it now i mean joe mixon's in the league too yeah and and, you know whenever he knocked her down he definitely like hammered the dude in front of her right so like there's a lot of arguments to be made to where it's like kareem hunt you can paint him in a little bit better light you put that in a court of law kareem hunt probably walks away right you know what i mean and versus Ray Rice, who does it? Ray Rice has got a video of him uh, KOing his old lady in the in an elevator. Dude, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, be a better person. And then I, I don't know all the details on guys. And I mean, I'm, I'm like, I held out hope. Um, but I yeah, I, we hope it's not true. Obviously, yeah. But I've cut my I've cut my first uh, share of guys. Um, you got to. I, I mean, got, it's serious. You know, it's uh, yeah. I I do feel like if he gets back in the league, we're we're multiple years out. Right now, how great would it be if Bryce Love was that? story that blossomed because of Geis's release because Bryce Love you know that I don't think we're, there's we're, any question about that kid's character no but we're talking a similar situation to Marcus Lattimore but yep. but if Bryce Love actually can come back from it ACL tear I believe um we're talking and that him Michael Bush very similar situation on both of them really like all-american level running back Heisman finalist to knee injury and tumbling in the draft. Yeah. But hell, Michael Bush got more of a chance than Lattimore. Michael Bush still holds the uh, single game to all-purpose uh, yards for the Raiders. For running back, I believe. The more you know. Yeah. It's, it, the he, more he broke, you know. broke Bo Jackson's record, oddly enough. You know Bo? Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I love Bryce Love, but Antonio Gibson is nothing to sneeze at. No, Antonio Gibson is a, you know, I, we're talking a Chris Thompson that can run the ball possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is, you know, we, we saw the Redskins fashion or the Washington football team, their fascination with Chris Thompson for quite a while. So if they've got a guy who can do more than just catch passes, because they, they tried to run Chris Thompson a little bit here and there. They gave him a game or two where they gave him some carries, but if Gibson has proven to be like, oh my God, he's just like Chris Thompson with his receiving ability, but he can also run pretty well. My, but my, we don't know. My, here's what I worry about with Gibson. The reason I put my stock in uh, in Bryce Love instead of Gibson: one, the price on Gibson's up. All right, right. It was a, it was expensive from the get go. We're he talking was, second round rookie pick. He was expensive before Geis was cut. Yes. Okay. Bryce Love was dirt cheap. Yeah, lo- loves you know. Love has basically been a throw-in on yeah. everything, or or a free agent in some yeah. cases. Yeah, I mean, I think I, right before the, uh, right after the guy's news broke, 
I got love for like ten football dollars because people, some people were like, "Well, it's still Gibson." You know, right. Gibson and Peterson loves that odd man out. Give me that $10 game ball all day. Yeah, but we're talking about, I know we can't all base everything off college stats. I'm fully aware of that. But same college, same system. Bryce Love was a potential first running back drafted yes. before his injury. So in the same college, the same system as Christian McCaffrey. All right. McCaffrey had a season of six yards of carry with eight touchdowns on the ground. McCaffrey's an animal in the air. We know that. Right. So I'm not going to add that in. Uh, 2,000 yards, 2019 to be exact. The following year, he had 1,603 yards, 6.3 yards carry. Why did he have 1,603 yards? Because Bryce Love leached 783 yards from him. That's how good Bryce Love is Yeah. to take some yards per carry or some carries away from uh, Christian McCaffrey. Seven point yards of carry that season. Whenever Love got the rock, his sophomore or junior year, excuse me, Two or 2,118 yards on 263 carries. He averaged 8.1 yards a carry. So if not, it doesn't always, you know, translate over, right? You know, great yards per carry ends up with great NFL production. But I can tell you right now, it, if it's four yards a carry, they're not going to be getting the NFL. Right. You know, so that that's where a, a Cam Akers is worrisome right someone with lower yards per carry now yeah. trash line different story different day but bryce love his his junior 8.1 yards carried like that's what i think if they try to do a hot hand they might find out bryce love has the hot hot hand real quick and antonio gibson is a weapon and they will utilize them as such let me tell you what the antonio gibson hype is right now so philip simmons of the dynasty rewind y'all know him as pork man mm-hmm. Porkman just uh, tweeted a, uh, a a tweety tweet that says it's a screenshot of Sleeperbot. A trade has been completed, and this trade was Antonio Gibson straight up for DeAndre Swift. So, so the the <sighs> hype is up there because DeAndre Swift is a top five running back in the draft. Meanwhile, Antonio Gibson was falling to round two. So that's kind of major. Like that's the hype is real, but I'm with Didn't you. Didn't Swift get around to though? I'm talking NFL uh, dynasty know, but, drafts. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because I'm like Okuda was their first rounder. Right. No, I'm talking dynasty drafts. DeAndre Swift didn't typically make it past pick five, whereas Antonio yeah, right. Gibson was not even in top twelve consideration. He was a second rounder. Yeah. So that that's that's where the hype is at. But I'm with you. I honestly, I don't think they cut Adrian Peterson because a rookie impresses. I think they cut Adrian Peterson because a veteran, yeah, I comes mean, back to his college form. And, and what, can, real, realistically, to. realistically, I mean, this is a very unique, unique camp, right? So, yeah, you can't expect rookies to come out and do what some rookies have done in the past. It's it's going to be difficult. Very true. But then you got those Brian Edwards reports. I get you got it. Uh, Chase Claypool's had a few hot reports on him. It still happens, but you're right. It's it's less often. Like Tua is not even up to speed, and we know he's good. Yeah, Burrow, we've not been hearing a ton about. We've heard about his leadership, but we haven't heard anything else other than Tyler Boyd is going to be his favorite target, basically. But we, you know, that that's it's because it's the COVID has really gotten in the way. These guys are behind. So I just feel like Bryce Love is the guy. I, I think he's going to be, and, and and that's the reason. So, like I said, I have him as a sleeper, um, but I mean, it, whenever I look at it, he's a sleeper. Should I probably have him in my top ten? Yeah, but I've got other guys. I just feel like I got a little bit more confidence in, right? Um, because it, it, if it's a timeshare, that doesn't make him good. I'm with you. All right, Bryce loves on my outside looking in, so we're not calling him a sleeper. We're talking about him because of the Adrian Peterson news. Uh, there were some other surprising cuts today. Todd, Todd Davis, Davis, pretty good linebacker for Denver. Real good linebacker, top 11 last year. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, which we haven't even got to talk yeah. about. Like, you know, Leonard Fournette, I don't, I actually do not believe in Leonard Fournette. We've got, I, he's, he's just not, He it, it's not in his heart. It didn't pan out for him. He He's a, he's a volume back and that doesn't really have trade value mm-hmm. anymore. Volume backs don't really carry a lot of value. You know, Frank Gore is technically a volume back if you want him to be. Oh, yeah. You know, Lev Bell, but Lev Bell's value has taken a hit. This volume backs are not the new latest and greatest unless they're like Christian McCaffrey. You know, that that's a volume back 
because he does he excels at two yeah, aspects heck is of he, the running back game. You know, when you say volume, yeah, he's getting all the work, but it's not like his touches are crazy. No, it, well, it's not like his. It's not like he's racking up thirty-five rushes a game. Yeah, he's getting. Or you know, it's it's twenty, which is good. That's, but he, but that's bell cow now. It wasn't bell cow in the nineties. Yeah, or early two thousands. Yeah, thirteen carries in in some games, and yet he's just putting up stupid statistics. I mean, in total, Leonard Fournette's not that guy. You're you're he's touchdown dependent almost. I, I just quickly pulling up McCaffrey stats like there's multiple games with McCaffrey under 20 carries um 128 yards 176 yards 117 yards like and and damn near a touchdown every game 15 touchdowns on the year about 19 never done that and and by the way I'm just giving you his rushing yards. I'm not giving you his, his receiving yards. Yeah, his because, 75 that puts him at 200 all-purpose in multiple games. Yeah, his, his five, you know, double-digit receiving games that he had. Right. So that's not Fournette. So so how's he doing the Bucks? Is is it? They're they're trying to say that Rojo is their guy, but you don't sign Leonard oh, Fournette. Yeah, Rojo's the guy. Yeah, you don't sign Leonard Fournette if Rojo's the guy. You sign Leonard Fournette if you want. You sign Rojo Devonta Freeman if Rojo's your guy. There you go. Which Freeman, I Bingo. think, wants too much money. But um, there, so, there's still guys out there, though. I mean, Adrian Peterson's there now. Well, he, they, he they might even they might even regret signing Fournette when they could add Peterson. So Rojo could have been their guy. Valid. This is very valid. So the, the the argument could definitely be made that this is people trying to get one more ring for the king, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Uh, get Tom Brady a ring on a different team. I'm I'm here to tell you uh, with 100 percent certainty. I, I get. There's not a lot of arguing against Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time. But I think that the the power is in Bill Belichick, not Tom Brady. I think they just happen to be the perfect compliments to each other. Um, I don't think that this is going to pan out the way the Buccaneers play it. I, think, I don't think they finish first in their division. The only thing that would I'm make, not sure they make the playoffs. The only thing that would make me doubt that statement is the fact that Tom Brady would probably – probably be an excellent coach if that's what he was doing this year that's the only thing that i think might be able to turn that around is the fact that like he's had tom 20, brady 20 years be, with the same guy basically yeah tom brady could be absolutely capable Valid. of elevating the bucks but i do agree with you on everything except the non-playoff i think they're a playoff team but, but i don't think they're i don't think they're going to be a title contender when it when it gets to that point so when I, here's my my thought on it and like all all respect to brady i i hate him but all all respect as deserved they're still running bruce arians offense yeah he's, he's got to be able to sling it they've they're not going to go down there and be like all right so tom listen um we're going to change literally everything and we're going to run Bill Belichick's offense because we know you know it. Yeah, that's that, not happening. He they might give him some audibles. They they will give him some audibles. He will. There will be flashes of the Patriots offense. We know that. And that which concerns me about Leonard Fournette, right. And Rojo. Yeah. Well, no. There's no safe bet there at all. No. I mean not Leonard Fournette, even, Rojo. I mean Keyshawn Vaughn. I mean sorry to all you Keyshawn Vaughn drafters out yeah. there. I mean, honestly, they would need to sign Leonard Fournette if Keyshawn Vaughn had showed that he could be like Leonard Fournette. Yeah, but, but Leonard, he can't even show that he could be like. And Leonard Fournette's not that cheap, of a cheap, talent. cheap for nothing. Yeah, I mean, he's right. not terribly expensive. Anyways, we digress. Let's dive in. Top ten. You wanted to start at one. Let's start at one. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to go with this. I think Divina Zigbo is going to have a hell of a season. Oppor- that is one hell of a sleeper. Opportunity is nine tenths of the law, right? One is hell that what it is? of a sleeper. Um, I just think that he's the guy who ends up seizing the uh, the job. I mean, Raquel Armstead hit the COVID list, so there's a very good chance that he doesn't have enough practices in to even be able to start the beginning Zigbo of the season. Zigbo has the chance to run with it. So I'm literally saying this based on the little bit of camp speak and just merely the fact that he's the only guy that has been in that offense for more than a year right now. Right. Um, I I don't think Ozigbo's like a stud, but no, but it, but it, if he holds off, yeah, if he you know? if he seizes the job, can you know produce a little bit in the passing game. I'm not going to. We've seen it happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not stamping this guy with for like 1,400 yards rushing and 700 Cram yards him. receiving, but. 
if you told me at the end of the season that you end up with Ozigbo as your number three running back and halfway through the season he had to start for you because of an injury and you were ecstatic over his 1,100 yards and 400 yards receiving, it wouldn't shock me if those were the totals. Wouldn't shock me either. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity is nine-tenths of the law. It is. It just is. And, and that's this. That's what's It's worrisome. the fantasy law, but the law no less. Yeah, right. Raquel Armstead didn't make any noise until Leonard Fournette was released. I, I didn't hear a lot about him. There was a lot until, of talking into last year. Yeah, because he was a high, you know, he, he was a second-round dynasty pick. Yeah. So people, you know, people are going to go a little crazy on that guy, anytime you've got a running back situation that's uncertain. And Leonard Fournette had been under fire from Tom Coughlin before in like 2017, I think, when they faced the Patriots. And and him and uh, maybe Jalen Ramsey just seemed like they didn't give a shit about something. And they, they came under fire. So Leonard Fournette, he's been injured. When he's not been injured, he's not been a five-plus yards per carry kind of guy. So when Ra- Raquel Armstead gets drafted, people are like, this is a good investment. I'm going to invest in this guy because Leonard Fournette is 50-50 to continue to be their franchise back. And there's no one there but Raquel Armstead. But all of a sudden. But to be fair, Raquel, Raquel, uh, Raquel, Raquel Armstead was a fifth rounder. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't anything crazy. was an undrafted. He was a sleeper, though, in the draft. That's why people are so high on him. So, like. Don't be surprised at all to see a Zigbo run with it because we're talking about Raquel Armstead being a sleeper in fantasy drafts a year ago. There was never anything that suggested that this guy's a starting running back besides the fact that people loved he was a small school kid, right? Uh, small, so. small school sleeper, I believe. But, and we get hooked on those really I know Emily. you fall in love with him and you're like, this is the next, you know, insert, he was temple. I mean, how many insert times the do next, we, whatever, but we're Antonio, talking about Antonio Gandy golden. Like we love guys like that, that played at Liberty, that played at Appalachian state. You know, we love guys like that. But hell, Armstead got a little bit of run last year. Still have maybe, maybe three yards of carry though. I mean, it was, wasn't good. You know, the guy played, I think every week. But a, a carry for a yard, a carry for a negative yard, a carry for three yards, you know, like not productive. I understand Fournette and Fournette had a career year, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, a fifth rounder is worth nothing to some of these NFL teams, particularly whenever you've got a guy even yeah. somehow even cheaper on an undrafted free agent contract. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, no matter where you're drafted, currently, especially in the time of COVID, mm-hmm. If you're not worthy of making the team, draft capital's kind of been out the window mm-hmm. lately. Josh Rosen got cut today. Josh Rosen got cut today. We're talking two years removed from what number from three? number ten overall number 10. or eleven under a third year. quarterback off the board. Yeah, and, and just outright cut. I I literally called that from day one though. Outright cut. Josh Rosen was just the second coming of Ryan. They Lee. traded a second rounder for this guy. Yeah, we knew. We talked about it. Yeah, the leadership just, intangibles just, aren't there. It, you can have all the physical tools. Was it? Uh, I don't even know if he does. Was, I don't know if they translate. Was it Marinovich? Uh, Todd Marinovich. Marinovich. Like all of the Leave. physical stuff. You know, you have all the physical just stuff. Kelly Smith, perfect. David Klingler. Yeah, Bingle, Bingle. Well, Bingle or Achilles Smith was injured a lot, but. Um, but all when the, he wasn't, he wasn't that good. All the physical traits can be there. Yeah, you just if you don't have the heart to play the game, Vince Young. Yeah, but look, really look, good for uh, a season or two. Not taking that away from him, but look at the opposite. Like there's some of the guys we just named. Tom Brady couldn't hold an athletic candle to Gardner Minshew. All yeah. heart. Yeah, all heart. Gardner Minshew is like my new Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Yeah, the kid's all heart. So anyhow, we're Wants we're, to be we're way too much on number ten, right? Um, so who was your ten? My number my number ten was Micah Kaiser. I'm going on the okay, IDP okay, okay. side. I explained it a little while ago. Yeah, I I don't think Corey Littleton's that good. Micah Kaiser takes his place, and and on a team that you know they're going to be on defense a lot, whether it's because they score really quickly or really whether it's because Corey they're not Littleton that great. That good? I don't think he's that good. Freaking high. I don't think he's that good. Stat stuffer, but sort of in the same way as a DB is that that's thrown at a lot. I just, not, not a big Littleton guy. Micah Kaiser, I think, is going to be very surprising because he's going to show us that Littleton wasn't that great. 
And maybe the Raiders traded for Raekwon McMillan because they're like, Corey Littleton's not all he's cracked up to be. We're probably going to need some depth beside Kwiatkowski. Or we need a really good outside guy. McMillan's got speed. McMillan's not an outside guy at all. But he's fast. I mean, not really. He can't cover. He's like a 4-4 guy. Yeah, coming out of college without pads on. I'm talking pass rush more so than. Yeah. yeah. He's a two-down thumper. He's a run stuffer. Uh, Littleton's more of a cover guy. Honestly, we'll have to see it, how, it that, makes that, sense. That is an interesting. Uh, it's going to be a heavy I, rotation. I, seriously, I feel like they have three middle linebackers. They do, but but that's not the defense. They they've, they've got a cover guy, a two down thumper, and a and a three down thumper because I believe Kwiatkowski's the best of them all. I I actually agree with you on that. But we've talked too much about Kwiatkowski on previous episodes for us to even label him a sleeper at this point. Number nine, number nine, Mark Barron. Mark Barron, the reason I love Red Baron pizzas. So, so he's replacing the number eleven overall uh, linebacker last year, and Todd Davis, aforementioned. The guy finished fifty first in points per game, um, but he's just a couple seasons removed from being. I want to say, and I can't pull it up because the stats don't go that far uh, back that far in my fantasy league. But just a couple seasons removed from being, I want to say, top seven, top eight. Seems like he's a Broncos fit too, right? Like it's Broncos don't have thumpers. athleticism, my right. friend, athleticism. So he was, uh, in 2016, he had 90 tackles. 90 uh, That's solos, by the way. 2017-73. Struggled last couple of years, but also missed some games the last couple of years. Can we start years. calling those Hans? Like he had 90 Hans. Han solos? Yeah. That's what you did there. No, we can't do that. Okay. Well, you know what we should. We should just make that our, our thing. Fuck them. Could be. 90 Hans. 90 Hans. So he had 90 Hans, 44 Hans, and then 58 Hans. Uh, what would an assist be? Sounds like a Peyton Manning pre-snap call. Like, I had 90 Hans. 90 Hans, 90 Hans. Idaho, Idaho, Omaha. 90 but, Hans. But I think he's going to come back uh, to some prominence. You know, um, do I think he's going to be top five? No, but it, I think he will reach top 15 status this year. Okay. Way better than 51st. Not bad. I, I mean, I kind of like it as a sleeper. And like, also, by the way, Todd Davis. And Josie Jewell just is not that damn good of an athlete. He's not getting there. I mean, he showed flashes in his rookie year, and then it was like, well, that's because we didn't have anybody else. Mm-hmm. Now we got A.J. Johnson. You know, we got Mark Barron. They've got talent. Red Barron. You know. They've got talent. And, and to be honest, to be DiGiorno. fair, they should. Uh, the way that offense is built right now, that defense should have a lot of opportunity. They should. Like, it, that should be moved down the field, and then they might have to rotate linebackers. That's how quick that offense might move. Right. Number so, nine for me, uh, Brian Hill. Brian Hill is apparently one of the most improved players in training camp for the Falcons. I like Todd Gurley. I'm rooting for Todd Gurley, especially on his hometown team. But, is he really from Atlanta? Oh, Georgia. 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 Okay. Yep. I was yep. like, wait, what? So, okay. so Brian Hill has shown, listen, this guy has been cut by the Bengals. He's bounced around the league. He's stuck on the Falcons for a handful of years. And he's kind of been the backup because Edo Smith can't stay healthy. Brian Hill is apparently the guy if Todd Gurley isn't the load bearer. And there is a possibility that Todd Gurley's, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley's not the load bearer. Now, I want him to be. I'd love to see a bounce back because I think he's... for Todd Gurley's load. I would love there. for Todd Gurley's big Georgia load. But I don't know if it's going to happen. Just fill the Superdome with his load. Gotcha. Right. Right. Just like Latavius Murray. Filled the Superdome with his load. But Brian Hill's the guy for me. If Todd Gurley can't get it done, Brian Hill is Brian Hill is a multifaceted back. He can catch. I'm not going to say he can run yet because we don't have proof. But if he's improved, we might see it. But he was better on the goal line than any other back. Yeah, in but Atlanta he's not he's not garbage. I mean, he's, he wasn't he's, great. he's got games with, you know, some decent yards per carry. He 9 does. for 62, 7 for 66. But it was in backup roles. It was in relief roles. When when given the opportunity to be the guy, he faltered. But maybe another year of development changes that. Or maybe he just plays really well as a 50-50 guy with Gurley if they realize his knee isn't right. But hell, let's look at it if it's not 50-50. If it's 30-70, that's still enough to warrant like sleeper status because there's going to be you know weeks where he, he gets he's he's the hot hand you know what i mean he breaks one i'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's like you know david and joku a super athlete but he, he's there's gonna be times that he breaks no, he, one he's better than that but i i feel like he will probably warrant flex play at times at times now now if todd Gurley has issues with the knee you're gonna want 
you're going to want Brian Hill as your RB3. Opportunity is nine-tenths of the fantasy law. It is. Opportunity, nine-tenths, fantasy law. That's all I got on Brian Hill because, I mean, I've talked about him before. I've been high on him, not because I think he's uber-talented, because I think he's just well-rounded enough to be a stopgap lead back. So, man, I'm about to, like, be very contradictory to myself. Um, my number eight guys, Andy Isabella. That's interesting. I, I'm eager to hear the story on this. So Isabella, stupid fast. Like I want to say four, three, two speed. Okay. Okay. So he was a second rounder, right? right. I understand they upgraded a wide receiver, but they still really, you know, who else do you believe in on that team? Kirk. Fitz, like they're they're Kirk hasn't Kirk, been what Kirk hasn't no he hasn't lived up and Fitz is about ar- done he's archaic I mean I love the guy he's one of the greatest to ever do it but he's 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 old I don't hate this because there's room for more than just DeAndre Hopkins yes. and those two guys so in, there's room to be leaped so his his season total last year nine for one eighty nine and one okay. I want to say he had a couple return touchdowns, but that's not factored in here. I don't think it's true either. Irrelevant. I want to say he had two. Man, I don't think so. But two two games in a row, one for 188 and one, three for 78. Like, the guy's got talent. He's got flashes. And look at the other receivers that are out there. Who's going to cover this guy? Your free safety? No. Your, I mean, tell, tell me who's going to cover... Four three two speed, and you know the guy cuts on a dime. That was Andy Isabella's thing, fast and shifty. Like, I I like I think Isabella is actually going to have a pretty nice year. I liked Isabella I, in his rookie. Year, I put, but. I mean, for me, I think that he's going to go over eight hundred yards and six touchdowns this year. I know it's not huge numbers, but no, I, but, but I'm, I'm confident. Solid. And then we're also talking about another year of the Cliff Kingsbury offense, another year of Kyler Murray playing, you know, quarterback. There should be with I'm not, like I we've had our arguments about uh, Murray, but his game is a lot of his production is going to be that short underneath stuff, and that's Andy Isabella all day. That's where he's going to he's going to make hay. So. I don't see anything on his return game. I, I could have swore he had like two return touchdowns. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a single thing on it. All right, whatever, dude. Unfortunately, but maybe we find it. Uh, number eight, which is what we were on, mm-hmm. right? Number eight for me, going running back again. Benny Snell, another improved player, that. sitting behind James Conner, who really only is a one-hit wonder, to be honest. I mean, he stepped in for Levin, did admirably, did really well, actually. But it was mostly because he could catch the ball like Lev. It wasn't because he was a better runner. You're right, he didn't have any return touchdowns, sorry. And now you've got that injury-prone guy and Benny Snell, who was a sleeper when he came out as a rookie out of Kentucky, knocking on the door now saying, like, I passed Jalen Samuel, and Jalen Samuel's solid. Yeah. So... You fuck up, Connor. I'm there, and uh, and, and Connor's probably not going to stay healthy. Let's be honest. Yeah, and it just it is what it is. But Connor, outside of that year, has been mediocre, mediocre at best. Right. I mean, I could make the same argument with Anthony McFarland Jr. You know what I mean? So yeah, somebody's going to be a talented running back long term on this team. Yeah. And I don't think James Conner's that guy. See, I, I and I and I agree with you because I think Anthony McFarland. Let's say Benny Snell has a breakout season because Conner was hurt. Then Anthony McFarland is that Benny Snell waiting mm-hmm. in the wings, and as soon as Snell starts to like be a one wonder, or maybe he gets injury prone, McFarland's waiting. So I, that's what Pittsburgh does. They've always they always have the next man up they, at wide receiver, at running back. At linebacker, at safety, at cornerback, they always have the next man up. They except are, for quarterback, they are like the the uh, the the Miami Hurricanes of the late '90s, early 2000s. You know they they have an injury of a five star guy. Well, they actually have a five star guy waiting. Yeah, you know it. They they're it, Ohio State quarterback like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, Seriously. but they the Steelers 
are arguably the best ran organization ever because they it's like they never pay anybody. Yep. And they they almost never miss a beat. Yeah. I mean, you could name Hall of Fame level wide receivers for like 20 years. But who actually got fat paid? You know what I mean? And whenever they someone decided to become a diva, fuck it, cut him. Plaxico Burris was not a thing when Heinz Ward was at the top of his game. Yeah. He was, I don't, he was like a third or fourth round pick, I think, as well. I, don't quote me on that. But I mean, they always have. I mean, always have. Manny Mike Sanders. Wallace wasn't highly regarded. Antonio Brown wasn't highly yeah. regarded. Now they fucked up on Lima Sweet. Oh, yeah. 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 There, there's You'll guy, have that. They'll miss. You'll have but that. But they're missing. And then they're hitting it like two years later, they're hitting. Yeah. It's like they draft a Lima Swede, but they've, you know, they already have somebody, you know, that's that's good that's under contract for two more years. I mean, I'm not saying they're the best run organization, but God, they're close, man. There's, yeah. a re- there's a reason they're always, you know, in the playoffs. They're always towards the top, uh, you know, contending for a championship every year whenever the team's healthy. And I'm not saying Benny Snell is a slam dunk. But I'm saying and last correct. round of your drafts, last Fred round of your redrafts, last round of your dynasty drafts, you could do a lot worse. So arms, who 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 you got at seven? Well, before you know, I, I give my seven. Here, here's my thought on it: is if you have if you pick up James Conner and you don't draft Benny Snell, like you're just it, you're just punting it. You're 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 setting yourself up for failure. Now, granted, it was Samuel's last year. I know, like, but things I, change. But I I believe in Snell more so than Samuel. Snell was incredible in college. But anyhow, so my seven. Yeah, I'm. I'm you're probably gonna hate it. It's Gardner Minshew. I don't hate it. One point five points per game. Between, I think he is still a sleeper. I will, between I will him that. and Kyler Murray. Okay, the great Kyler Murray, who you can't get enough of. One point five points per game, for all practical purposes they were damn near the same quarterback from a production standpoint okay uh Minshew adds a little bit with those legs you add in Chenault you had another year of Chark who definitely showed some amazing strides last year I understand that they're 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 punting the hell out of their their team you know just saying all right we're cutting this guy we're getting rid of this guy but they're trying to build through youth um for I don't think that's any sort of answer they might also be making this Gardner Minshew's team fair enough Fair enough, but maybe, maybe that's part of the Fournette release. I don't think we can make the argument that Leonard Fournette was a Hall of Famer. Like no. he, he's nowhere near that kind of talent. So no. I don't think it's as big of a loss as, as it appears based on draft capital in Fournette. But you know, hey, I think that they're going to be behind in a lot of games. I think that he's going to put up a freaking astronomical number of yards. He's going to put up a fair amount of touchdowns. He has to. And Minshew doesn't turn the ball over that much. I want to say, now, off the top of my head, I think it was seven interceptions. It was six interceptions last year. He had six interceptions, uh, 21 touchdowns. And he, st- he only started 14 games. I don't hate it. So, it, and the kid has, you want to talk about confidence? Like, he's got, there's there's maybe one person on my list that has more confidence in themselves than Gardner Minshew, and I'm probably wrong about that. Minshew, nobody trusts Gardner Minshew's arm as much as Gardner Minshew does. I agree with that. And I and I do I I mean he's gonna have to step his game up if the Jaguars even want to hang with people because mm-hmm. because even though we don't love Fournette is a Zigbo or Raquel Armstead really going to be the face of the offense? Not a chance, not a chance. So number seven of mine, Van Jefferson. It's taken me a little while to get on the train. <sighs> now now listen here here's my argument: the Rams I. I I still don't think they uh, they don't have their Todd Gurley. I'm hoping Cam Akers is really good, but there there's no report like you know the the Rams are going to be fine at running back. You don't see mm-hmm. that, you don't hear that. So I expect them to to still air it out. Cooper Cup we know can get injured. Robert Woods obviously he's become kind of a a pillar of consistency for that team. But Brandon Cooks was no slouch on that team you either. Could, you could damn near call Robert Woods a sleeper and some people would believe you. That's how underrated he is. That's how underrated he is, except for people that have been playing the game for a while and know better. But Van Jefferson could put up, even you know, if Cooper Cup has like that faltering area because he falters down does. the stretch. A little bit of Thielen syndrome there. 
Van Jefferson could very well be pretty damn good as a rookie. He could be a wide receiver four. He could put up the the stats to be your bye week guy. Yeah, but my pushback on that is they already have their wide receiver three, Josh Reynolds. I don't think Van Jefferson's pushing Josh Josh Reynolds out of a spot. According to camp reports, Jefferson's in the lead position for the number three role. Listen, there's a lot of fucking coach speak that happens. I get that. I get that, but Josh Reynolds is a guy we've been banking on. I'm I'm not banking on Josh Reynolds to be good. I'm banking on Jared Goff not to be good enough to support three receivers. And he's got two, two of them that are damn good. And he's got two tight ends that are damn good. So... Who's who's going? How when does Van Jefferson or Josh Reynolds going to get the damn ball? I'm I, not sure that they are. I think Van Jefferson could be could be a surprise. I I don't. But we thought Josh Reynolds could be a surprise. But listen, that offense has supported the reason Brandon Cook. Wides yeah, but the reason Brandon Cook was so damn good is because he's fastest guy on the field. Jefferson's pretty fast. He's not. He's not Brandon Cook's fast. No, but he could be a combination of possession and speed. I yeah. like him. I, it took me a while to get on board with him, but I like him. I, I feel like Hig, don't love him. Higby's emergence, uh, Everett's emergence. You know, at, at different times, obviously due to injury. But that I think they both weren't enough to kind of share that number three role, and then they're going to give Cam Akers every opportunity to succeed. I agree. So I, I, I think they'll give Daryl Henderson his fair shot too. I think they're going to experiment with that, but. I feel like there's just too too many mouths to feed. Now I don't know the contract status of Robert Woods. I don't know the uh, contract status of Cooper Cup. If one of them's up, you know, at the end of the year, it might be worth picking up from a a, a sleeper to hold on to for next year. But I'm out on Van Jefferson. Now listen, I could have put Brian Edwards in there, but he's not a sleeper anymore. I know, but I I've got I, him. I, I've I, got I, him as a sleeper. I, I could have your mouth. I could have put. Uh, you know Jerry Judy in there, but he's not a sleeper. I mean, he's Jerry projected Judy's, as a Jerry, starter. Jerry Judy was never a sleeper. A sleeper is that guy that wins the number three role as a rookie. That's who a sleeper is. Van, I got your back. Brian Edwards isn't even projected to start yet. He is. No, he's not. He is. They're talking about him possibly getting it from Tyre- Tyrell Williams. Tyrell's on injured reserve. He, did he get an injured yep. reserve? I know he's he was on hurt. IR. Last I saw, he was hurt. It took away Brian Edwards' sleeper status. Mm. Tyra Williams is out for the well, season. Oops, I'll go ahead and give that away. He was my number oops, two. I did it again. That's okay. Who you got at six? Uh, my six. <laughs> a guy who's done it before. Baker Mayfield. Mayfield lo- lost his moxie. He was just not good last year. There was a game or two, I believe Baker had negative points. I think we like to say that Freddie Kitchens stole that moxie. Yeah, but I feel like it. uh, also, he was lazy. Baker was not. You hate hate to say that, but something was off. Oh No, you look at his body. He wasn't the same guy. Yeah. Baker put in the time in the offseason. He's in great shape. Um, He's got all of his weapons back, people that's got rapport with. I think this is the best year of Baker's career. I think he can approach top five this year. I'm not guaranteeing it, but I think he can approach it. It wouldn't shock me if it happened. Isn't it kind of shocking that I've not heard Odell Beckham's name once during training camp? No, but I can tell you right now, um, that's probably a good thing. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It means he's staying out of trouble and he, yep. he maybe he's focused on the game. Yep. Kind of where I was going with that. Good call. My number six is Marquez Valdez Scantling. Ooh, I thought about I him. just can't get off the fact that every single year there is a breakout third year wide receiver that we didn't see coming. I like Alan Lazard. I think it's a feel good story. And I I don't know yeah, but- how their running game is gonna be this year because they didn't quite get there on their running game. They mm-hmm. they got put in position to get there. And then they didn't hand Aaron Rodgers the reins. Maybe this year's a little different. Jordan Love has been up and down. I I guess he has had a couple good practices lately, but Aaron Rodgers is still the guy. Rodgers said the most impressive person so far in camp is MBS. That's his most impressive receiver. When when did he say that? Because I didn't even know that. Like last week. It 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 may have actually been this week. He said... The one guy who's impressed him the most, obviously, Adams does what Adams does. Um, 
you know, Lazard has looked good in flashes, but the most impressive per- God damn it. I, didn't- I love hearing that because I literally haven't seen that How did that I miss Tyrell statement? Williams going to Irish? That pisses me off. Sorry. It happens. It happens. So, yeah, um, I, I don't remember where the hell I was. I think ESPN posted the story, but Rodgers loves uh, MVS right now. Listen, you got speed. You got height. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, what is he like? Six three, six three, six, six four two oh six. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's big dude. I mean, this is they drafted monster. After, they had three monsters that year. Him, um, Equinemius St. Brown, and who's the other? Yeah, I don't. That, know. That's how irrelevant. Oh, he oh, the kid from Missouri who I don't even think so. No, anymore. I think yeah, he got cut. Ninety percent sure. Yeah. So yeah. I, I listen. Marquez Valdez Scantling has the potential to be an absolute breakout, and and people are sleeping on him because he had a pretty productive rookie year. The rookie year made you so confident in year two. In year two, he let you down. But you're going to give up on him before mm-hmm. year three. That's not a good move. Yeah, probably a terrible idea. Not a good move. Same thing happened with Roddy White. Not a good move. Just you can't just give up on those third year guys that have shown potential. That first year, I didn't expect to break out second year. I expected, I honestly expected a little bit of a slump. Now, granted, you might go back to the episode and I might have him as a, as a breakout, but I'm not giving up on Valdez Scantling until year four. No. If after three years he hasn't done it, I will move on because there's not very many. Uh, Every time, every time we do one of these episodes, I want to talk about that Brandon wide receiver, Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd. Every time, I'm glad you know me. <laughs> you you can't bank on them all being Brandon Lloyd. So, but year three, I'm I'm still on scaling. the The size, speed, and talent combo is too much. He was a small school kid. Of course, he wasn't that great in year two. Still learning the the aspects of the game. Year one. The athleticism popped off the page, so they gave him more opportunity. Year two, he didn't grow. Mm-hmm. Year three, they grow. I, I love Valdez Scantling. I've, I've got him in almost every league I'm in. I like Lazard just fine, but Scantling is more of a physical specimen, and, and I just like him. God, I'm sitting here trying to look up that damn wide receiver. Now it's it's bothering me at this point. Kumro. No, it's not Kumro. Not Jake Kumro? No, it's it, it was on their he was another big dude. Like they they drafted three guys over 6-3 that year. I mean, they have Funchess for a minute. No, wasn't him. I I'll, I'll be telling you in just one second cuz he did basically nothing. You want me to lead off with five then? Yeah, go ahead and do five. Okay. It, uh was it Geronimo Allison? No. Geronimo was there. Yeah. It was a pretty big deal for a minute. I don't think it was him. But my number five is Steven Sims. Antonio Gandy-Golden not stepping up at Washington football team camp. Antonio Gibson's a running back. Steven Sims. Kevin Kelvin Harmon is there. We like Kelvin Harmon. I don't know, but he's though. He's hurt. There Kelvin Harmon jacked up his ACL or Achilles or something. Yeah, he, he was hurt in a bad way. Well, that's not good. Yeah, so... So it makes my Steven Sims pick seem even better. In my opinion, Terry McLaurin is the guy. Moore. That, that's a kid from Missouri I was talking yeah. about. Uh, so, so yeah, Kelvin Harmon, like him. Yeah, he did. He tore his ACL in July. Steven Sims is the beneficiary of that. I, Steven Sims is the new Jameson Crowder. So what you're telling me is that you believe that Dwayne Haskins Oops. is going to be a top five quarterback. No, because <laughs> back half of the top 25 support two wide receivers. Right, fair enough, fair enough. I've got Dwayne Haskins as my number five. I mean, there's no tight end to put Dwayne Haskins up in the top 15. Uh, uh, no, I'll give you that. I do. I really do have Haskins as my, as my number five. I, I have preached my love over this guy. I catch hell from you every time I talk about it. Not going to do it today to you. Um, I haven't seen anything good yet, but I'm not going to do it to you. It showed progress uh, from weeks 11 to 16. I, I get, like, he was hot garbage in relief duty. Once he finally gets, you know, gets his at-bats, he really showed progress. And this is the best weapons group he's ever had. I agree there. So, I mean... I actually think Adrian Peterson's a great cut. 
I don't hate Give it. your young guys a chance. And then, you know, AGG, I know he got hurt, but I, I believe he got, I think it hurt today. Uh, and Gandy Golden, but he's going to come back. Sims, another year uh, rapport. I mean, I've been seeing Haskins videos. Listen, they're only going to post the good videos, right? No one's no no one's not posting necessarily. Yeah, but no one's posting. Dwayne Haskins is not posting him overthrowing somebody. Okay, an Alex Smith fan is, but he's he's putting in the work is what I'm seeing, and I think that adding Gibson's uh, versatility in the backfield. McLaurin, second year as a pro. Um, um, Sims, you, as you just talked about, I, if if I don't think Harmon can come back this year, um, it, depending on the injury, if he can come back late in the year, I think that just only helps him. Uh, I think Bryce Love, you know, at, at the running back, I think it's going to be a, a solid and steady production. I, I really do think Love ends up a starter. I think that Gibson ends up as a weapon. They, they do feel good enough about their guys that uh, Paul Richardson was sent packing. And they spend a lot of money on that yeah. guy. So, so, I'm, it is what it is. I am. I I've had my seal of approval on him for a while, so it's it's going to stay. Who the hell's their tight end, dude? They don't even have a tight end. I don't know. Like seriously, I feel who, like who is the Washington football team starting tight end? <laughs> it's not Jordan Reed anymore. No, uh, it probably is. And it's like, well, I gotta see. Like I, I'm, I'm so curious. Is it Jeremy Sprinkle? <laughs> God, that'd be great. I mean, I I honestly don't I know. I feel like they got a rookie. No, it's Jeremy Sprinkle. It is Jeremy Sprinkle. Are you serious? Jeremy Sprinkle. You're kidding. No. Jer- Jeremy Sprinkle and Richard Rogers. Yep. Jesus criminy. Literally have Peyton Barber listed as a starting running back on our lads. Listen, all I'm saying is call Tampa Bay and get OJ Howard. You know, or Cameron Bray. It, anyone, literally anyone's better than Jeremy Sprinkle. Call Dallas, make the trade for Ertz, give Dallas Goddard that breakout year. Yeah, no, seriously, that, that's that that's fair enough. The, Jeremy the, Sprinkle, they're they're in the same uh, the division, so probably not gonna happen. Yeah, all right, that's definitely not gonna happen. Didn't I feel like Thad Moss went there? Yeah, Thad Moss, Thad Moss, Thad Moss. There, so that, there's th- an opportunity. IR. Already on IR. There's not an opportunity. Uh, he, I don't remember. I don't remember his injury, so he might be able to come back. Hopefully. Because, yeah. uh, you know, we, we want to root for Randy Sutton. Anyways, number four, I I got Miles Boykin. And this is a big deal. I've got him as a top four breakout guy. Who, who's catching the passes besides Mark Andrews in Baltimore? I not, Listen, I know Hollywood Brown Hollywood is the Hollywood and Devin popular, DuVernay. I know that's the popular choice. But Miles Boykin, go ahead and Google Miles Boykin and see what he's done in camp. Oh yeah, go ahead and Google what he's done every year in camp. It's the two, three he's years. He's a in second league. year know, guy, but he looked great last year and did nothing in the season. He actually played quite well in limited duty. Limited duty because that's all he earned. No. Hmm. Miles Boykin behind Willie Sneed. Thirteen catches for 198 yards. What a stud. I'm not saying he's a stud. All jokes aside, I'm going to pull this up. I haven't pulled it up yet, but I think Hollywood Brown had a game better than that. A I'm single not, game. Not calling him a stud. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is a high upside guy. He's your top four guy. He's a top. He is. I'm not even going to stray from it. Miles Boykin is seriously going oh, to man, surprise I can't, folks I can't this wait year. To see this. Oh, I can't wait till the season's over so I can be like, I tried Hollywood to tell you about Miles Boykin. Man. I tried to tell you about Miles Boykin, and you didn't listen. Week one, Hollywood Brown had 147 yards and two touchdowns, so he almost matched Miles Boykin's entire season. Miles Boykin. Keep your eyes open. Boykin had every opportunity to seize a starting job last year. Didn't. He didn't. Willie Sneed's not good. He hasn't been good. There There was someone else there. There was someone else there, I'm telling you. Yeah, Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst. I mean... <laughs> they, they threw to, I mean, some other tight end twelve times. I, it was Nick Boyle. Like, who else? Is Nick Boyle. The, the only other player they had on that team. Uh, yeah, they had Ingram, but Lamar Jackson's it. And Lamar Jackson, I love the guy. I think he's incredible. He's an incredible player and a fantasy stud. He's just not much productivity wise. He doesn't put up a lot of stats on uh, on passing. So, listen. What, what about the subtraction of Hayden Hurst, who was third in targets? 
congratulations, Mark Andrews. You got that much better. Miles Boykin, maybe. All right, whatever. You just wait whatever. And see. Uh, yeah, I will wait and see. And listen, what, early, Devin, Devin Devernay will 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 catch more passes than Miles Boykin this year. Early reports in camp had Lamar Jackson wanting to throw it downfield more. You want you know who's going to be that downfield Devin, guy? Devin Devernay. Obviously, it's Marquise Brown. But Miles Miles Boykin's going to get his share. Go ahead, Arms. Give me your four. I'm done with this conversation. Miles Boykin, you heard it here first. Irv Smith Jr., um, listen, you want to talk about a sleeper? Two double-digit games all, all year last year. At no no point did anyone think, oh, man, Irv Smith Jr. got to start him this year. I, well, actually, I did a couple times. In, I like in, that pick. In, yeah, I did a couple times in uh, – in daily fantasy, but and literally never worked out. You were um, real close a lot, though. Yeah, God, I was so close. I, I'm, I was like, like touching retirement. I think four times. Yeah, you and, were. and then it's like, oh no, gotta be queer now. Yep. Um. So here's the thing: second year, um, he's a far better athlete than uh, than Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is just he's like a, a building with hands. Uh, and then of course, you know, in theory, he's the, you know, the, you're, you take away Diggs, you add in Jefferson, Smith's got more familiarity. Uh, we know Kirk Cousins historically does like to find the tight end. Um, I think that Smith's going to show out this year, probably, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, stamp him with top about four or so, but I think he reaches top six or seven. It's a great pick for a reason too. Stefan Diggs is not there. You can't truly place the the weight of being a thousand yard receiver because because Minnesota's mm-hmm. had two thousand yard receivers. Stephon Diggs is one of them. You can't put that weight or Justin Jefferson on Justin Jefferson. It can but, he get there? Yeah, but but Irv Smith will definitely take a step up in that absence of Stephon Diggs. Jefferson will be fine. He'll probably be a nice bi week wide receiver, and, and then in the future more. But Irv Smith is taking a leap. I, I agree with you 100% on that one. Number three for me, I'm going back to the defense and Nate Jerry. The Eagles did nothing, nothing at all to dispute the fact that Nate Jerry had a really good season for them last year when he got the chance and the opportunity. Nate Jerry's going to be a I'm, IDP top 10 linebacker. That no one's talking about, that no one's thinking uh, about. Listen, I feel like we talk about an Eagles linebacker every year. We do because and none of them. It what Jordan Hicks panned out once. Jordan, like that's it. Jordan Hicks, Zach Brown. You know the but, Eagles but, plug and play. No, just Zach Brown wasn't good for the Eagles. Like that's the only time he's not been good in his whole damn career. You know, it's like we're always expecting an Eagles an Eagles uh, linebacker to be productive, and they just never are. They just lit Hicks. That's it. Once. I, I'm I'm just saying. I think it's more I, I'm <laughs> I, I really don't. I don't know. I, I would venture to say in the past ten years, they have under five top fifteen linebacker performances. I like Nate Jerry. You can I, like I, him. It's, I like it's, Nate Jerry. It's okay to be wrong. Let's see. So we got Nate. Nate Jerry had seventy-eight total tackles last. Where did he finish? Hold on. Don't jump the gun. Huh? I'm pretty positive Nate Jerry didn't even get the chance to play till multiple games into the NFL season. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm I'm confirming this fact as we speak on Nate Jerry. So Nate. Nathan Jerry. Nathan Jerry, 2019. He had 52 Hans. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. with that. The guy literally didn't really start until week six. Like, didn't really? Didn't start till week six. Week six, he has four Hans and two solos. Oh, what a stud. Week seven, he has seven Hans and four solos. Better. Closer. Warmer. Then he has five Hans, a solo, and a sack. Skip a week because it sucked. <laughs> what, what was the, what was that week that sucked? Two Hans, three solos. Wow. Still, still, still uh, two Hans. Uh, solo is a Hans. No egg. Then the following week he has seven Hans, three solos, and a sack. Okay. Then we have one Han, five solos, and a, half a solo sack is and a, a half Hans. Sack. A solo is a Hans. Sorry. Han solo. One Hans, 
Five solos. We call them Chewies. And a fumble recovery. Because Chewies kind of Hans' assistant. Yeah, but solos are solos. Yeah, so a Hans and a Chewy. Hans and a Chewy. Okay. Okay. Then we had... They're going to think we're huge Star Wars fans, but we're not. I mean, I like it. I like it. I don't love it. He finished the year with six Hans and a so uh, six Hans and a Chewy, and seven <laughs> Hans and a Chewy. Oh God, I love L- it. Listen, man, the, the guy didn't really, play. What the fuck are they talking about? A Hans and a Chewy. Add five weeks of extrapolation to the fifty-two and twenty-six. Five weeks added to it. Jesus. I just like the. He's a Nebraska linebacker. Okay, <laughs> name another one. Nebraska stud Adam Carricker. NFL wise, yes. Okay, I'll get I'll, fair enough. Fair enough. Also, I would consider him a defensive end. Um, my number three is going to be Fant. Uh, I know there's a lot of like hate. Orange Fanta. Yeah, Orange Fanta. Um, Can we call him he, that? He, he, wears, he, plays he wears orange. Broncos, orange Fanta. I like it. So Orange Fant. Um, Flash. Is your uh, yeah yeah I'll be done oh, okay. in just a second. So flashes of talent had uh, two games uh, over twenty last year. Obviously, first year in the league, I still stand by. I think that he's a top five guy. If if I there's him, if I'm going to put two guys that aren't currently a top three tight end in the top three category, it's him or Goddard, and then of course Kittle Kelsey. I think those are the only two guys that that warrant the uh, the conversation right now. Uh, Fant is incredibly talented. I I comped him uh, very favorably to Travis Kelsey. Uh, and I stand by it. I think that he just, you know, it's going to be the X factor's lock, of course, right? He's got to do enough to support enough, right? He's, right. You know, we don't know what that offense is going Mago, to look like. Lindsey, Judy, uh, Sutton, Fan. Yeah. So you got Sutton, already a proven star. Um, you know, Jerry Judy, the, the reports are looking like he's the best rookie wide receiver in the league. Fucking knew that. Thanks, Oakland, Las Vegas. Anyhow, um, I just think Fance that ends up being the guy, and he's he's going to be a an elite level tight end for years to come. I have no argument against Orange Fanta. Uh, I'm going to keep it in the tight ends with my number two at Ian Thomas, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, going to be looking DJ Moore's way. Curtis Samuel not had the best camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Olson was a fixture there forever. Ian Thomas steps right in when Ian Thomas had a chance to step in for uh, Olson before. Played pretty well. He is injured right now, so I don't know when that's going to kick off and give you that sleeper return. But Ian Thomas can be had as late as the last three rounds of every redraft league. And it's okay to wait on tight end because Ian Thomas is going to pay dividends for you, in my opinion. Fair enough. I'm not a big Ian Thomas fan. I personally don't think he finishes in the top ten. Um, I couldn't count the years that I've waited for Jaguars or not Jaguars. Uh, um, Tyler uh, Eifert was on my outside looking in just to be a, just to be transparent. a Panthers tight end that is not named Greg Olson to do anything, right? Because injuries and this that and other. It's all good. It's either Greg Olson or nothing. Okay. So anyway, my number two I talked about earlier. Uh, Brian Edwards didn't realize about the uh, Williams injury. Um, I just saw all the camp hype coming. And I'm like, ah, it's still number three. No one's going to pick him in his camp. Nope. When that pick happened, I thought, um, what a what a brilliant way to follow up Henry Ruggs than to go draft Brian Edwards. Yeah. It's almost like drafting RG three and Cousins. Like you, you grab your guy that this could be Tyree Kill, and then you're like, but you know what? In case we're wrong, we're going to draft one of the highest upside receivers in the draft that fell due to injury. Mm-hmm. And Brian Edwards looks like a million dollars right now. David Carr's favorite target in camp. Tyrell William, Williams on the IR. I mean, he's like, he's a monster too. Dude, Brian is Edwards is freaking good, man. He's imposing. Literally, the Dude, only argument me, about the guy is his health. Th- this has the potential. He has the potential to be like Anquan Bolton. I'm telling you. like, But I think he's faster. He might be, but he has the potential to be to give you that Anquan Bolton-like impact. Wow. For real. I love I, it. I'm that high on him. I love it. My number one, no surprise. I've talked about him all off season. I don't give a damn that he's a running back on this team. I don't give a damn what you're saying. I don't believe a damn thing you're saying. Damian Harris to me. (sighs) Damian Harris to me 
literally, literally. Bill Belichick hates fantasy football, though. Bill Belichick hates fantasy football, but yet Sony Michelle's been just relevant enough. James White's been just relevant enough. If he's not going to commit to James White, he's got a guy that can do both running and passing. Run, you know, running the ball, catching the ball really well. And Damian Harris is that guy. We're talking about an Alabama running back. Kenyon Drake panned out. The only guy, honestly, that we can talk about. Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson's the only guy that Alabama, you know, that didn't produce. Alabama did not produce an all-around back. Yeah. Damian Harris is the next guy to me. Sony Michelle, we loved him coming out. Yeah, I mean, his just knee hasn't injury just, just has, has damaged him. And I don't think they've used him correctly anyways because of James White. But James White is not going to do that forever. Chris Thompson, that went away too. James White, that's going to go away. Damian Harris, they're going to play a different game without Tom Brady. No, I agree. Cam Newton's going to, you know, I don't know if they're going to punish Cam Newton by handing him the ball a ton. But but they very well may give Damian Harris the ball a ton. So, yeah, I'm going to stand by Damian Harris. I, I absolutely just think he's going to pay huge dividends over the Last seventy five percent of the season. At first, you're you're going to want to. I mean, he might he might miss week one with I think it's a hand injury. It could be wrong on that. Um, My number one is actually Preston Williams, and you should love this. He he's a he's a Miami guy. Um, So week one, week two, week three, double digits. I mean, not even uh, double digits fantasy production, of course. Um, Not getting a ton of receptions, but you know, five targets, six targets, twelve targets, seven targets. Um, he ends up right before he gets injured, uh, uh, five for 72 and two touchdowns, uh, goes on IR, misses the rest of the season. I think Preston Williams, now, by the way, five out of eight uh, performances were double digits and finished season 32 for 428 and three, eight weeks is all he played trash quarterback play. And by the end of the season, he should have a first round talent thrown to him. And the thing I can add to that is I will tell you right now that Preston Williams is the best wide receiver on that Dolphins team. I 100% agree. Devontae Parker is going to get the hype, and I think Devontae Parker's come a long ways, and judging by training camp, he's going to stay that way because he's become self-sufficient. He wants to be good finally, so he's putting in the work. But Preston Williams is more talented. It's that simple. And Devontae Parker was super – made some absolutely excellent catches last year, but Preston Williams – is more talented, so mark that down. Yeah, no, I think Preston Williams is um, an elite-level talent. I don't think he's an elite-level player in the league yet, but I think he's getting there. I don't disagree with it at all. I don't know if I'd put him at sleeper status, but it's on the fringe, so you could go either Someone way. who goes to, gets hurt that early in the season. People, ACL, people yeah. forget about him. And he's 100% right now. He's playing, and he's already looking like the best receiver on the field, so don't overlook him. All right, that's all I got. Sleepers, we'll see you guys next time for either busts or breakouts, one or the other. I think it's bust. I think it's bust, too. We'll see you then. Good night. Night. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.